Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, we're continuing in our series called We Are Family, and we pray that today's message is a blessing to you. So last week, we talked about We Are Family, and if you all can remember, we started out with this question. Of the, the, our first point was related to, it's time for a status change. And so let's go to the, our first scriptures, and we'll set it up from there. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. And as always, the, 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 um, the scriptures will be on the screen. But uh, as I mentioned before, make sure you follow along in your own device as well. So, so Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 29 says this. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Say, that's me. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male or, nor female. For you are all one. Everybody say we're one, we're one. In Christ Jesus. Amen. And verse 29 say, says, if you are, and, if, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seeds and heirs according to the promise. All right? So that was point one last week. And I asked you this, this question. I asked you, no, let's keep going. I'm going to show you to you in another way. Let's go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 7, from the Passion. I'm just going to break it down a little, little further. It says, now we are no longer living like slaves. And they're interesting, under the law. But we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. Once again, say, that's me. And because we're his, we can access everything our father has. All right, it's very important. For we are heirs, say I'm an heir, I'm an heir. because of what God has done. Yes. All right, one more place. Uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 7 from the New King James Version says, just showing you in multiple versions, verse, verse 7 from the New King James Version says, Therefore, you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. All right. So the, our second point last week is that because you are a son or daughter of God, you are also an heir, all right? And if I'm an heir, then there is a, an inheritance that is mine because I'm an heir. Let me break it down a little further. So my, my father's deceased. Um, he, I think it's been seven years now. And, and when he passed, he had some, some assets, right? And because my sister and I, are his heirs, the assets that he had was divided between my sister and I. You getting it? It was our birthright. If you have received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, the inheritance is your birthright. I didn't have to work for that inheritance. I didn't have to <laughs> pray three days, day and night for the inheritance. Ooh, ooh. But we did have to defend it from some imposters. Imposters, people pretending to be of God's seed, 
Man, I, I didn't even pray about this. This is hot off the press. Are you following an imposter who pretends to be a believer? The imposter can take you. Remember I, mean, I mentioned last week, the devil can't stop you. He tries to trick you into stopping yourself. He tries to trick you into stopping yourself. So listen, I want to make it very clear that Jesus paid the price for you to be free. Go with me to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 from the Passion. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Jesus paid the price for you to be free. Galatians 3.13 from the Passion. And I want to make it very clear because sometimes as believers, we get caught up in, in what the Old Testament said and we don't always walk into our New Testament promises. All right. Those who may... When, if you think about the Bible as it's written, you must understand that the New Testament, the new promises of God, believe, they begin after Jesus' resurrection. Not when it goes from the Old Testament to Matthew. It's very key. So what we see in the early church is what we can hold our promises as, as a part of. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. I just want to show you that what Jesus did for us from the Passion. It says, yet Christ paid the full price. Everybody say full price. To keep us bound up. If he paid for, let me read it. Mm-mm. Jesus paid the full price to set us free from the curse of the law. He absorbed the curse completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is cursed. If Jesus took the full weight of the curse why are you living in lack? And let's, let's first discuss spiritual lack. Spiritual lack is being separated from God. That was the primary reason why Jesus paid the, pri paid the price. He wanted to restore God's fellowship with us. He wanted to restore God's relationship with us. If you think about Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, the Bible talks about God walking through the garden to hang out with his creation. Why are you living in spiritual lack? Why are you living according to the curse? Why are you only reading the Old Testament? He paid the price. Now here's the George Houston stance. If he paid it all, I ain't paying none of it. If he died to pay it all, there's nothing left for me to pay. One of our, our building ops people is in here, Sam. If Sam has already fixed the problem, why am I trying to go behind him and fix it again? He fixed it. Why am I trying to work for it when he fixed it? Amen. Why am I trying to be, oh, 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 oh. Why am I trying to live in the test and trial zone when Jesus said he'll walk me through it? 
Everybody say, he paid it all. He paid it all. <laughs> Go with me to Psalms 103. So we're going to talk about, and let me make sure I, I, I'm, we mentioned this earlier, and they didn't know they were doing this. So we talked about, is this the front? The promise. And we talked about the red boat represented the blood of Jesus. When I was growing up, we, they talked a lot about the blood, about pleading the blood, and that's so important. We, we should not lose fact, lose um, we should not lose the thought of the precious blood of Jesus. So the red bow represents that. Is it still in here? Praise the Lord, it still is in here. Should have checked it before we got in here. So we know that inside of that is, where's the front? What Jesus paid for was for us to have the blessing. All right? So that's no secret that being an heir of the promise, I, I, I have access to the inheritance. The primary part of the inheritance I've already mentioned was spiritual, uh, being restored back to Christ spiritually. But there's also some things, naturally speaking, that the Bible calls the blessing. Let's go, go with, and we're already going there. Psalms 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. All right. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is written within me. Excuse me. Bless his holy name. Which y'all did that, man. First of all, good job. Y'all jumped in there and got radical. Something has already changed in your life. So when you go home and notice it, please email info at linkedupchurch.com. Tell us what happened. We love to read your praise reports. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his what? Uh-oh. Some people will have you to believe that there are no benefits of being a believer. <laughs> Imposter. <laughs> Listen to this. Who forgives all our iniquities. Do you receive that? Who heals all our diseases. Notice the word. Thank you. I think it was Kevin. Thank you. All. Who heals all our diseases. Look at, listen to this. Who redeems our life from destruction. The thought keeps coming up. If he redeemed it, why am I walking through destruction? Who crowns you. Say your name right there. Who crowns? With loving kindness and tender mercies. I love finding myself in scripture. When I, when I see that word, you, I always say my name. You should do the same. Who satisfies your mouth with evil things. <laughs> Come on, pay attention. Y'all are, are there. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. There are benefits to serving our God. But they're not benefits that are like what the world has. Some of y'all might be thinking, but what about this person? I know they were close to God. They didn't have anything. I can't speak for them. I can only believe what the word of God tells me. Let's go to one more place. Psalm 68, 19. We're talking about, we're just setting you up for the blessing part. Psalm 68, 19 from New King James Version says, I gave you a chance to get there. I wanted you to turn there, and I'm trying to go real fast. Let me slow down. 
Psalm 68, 19 says, blessed be the Lord. Listen to this. Who daily loads us with what? They sung about the well that doesn't run dry. They sung about that. Y'all sung with me. It was a new song. Y'all were jumping right in there. Good job. <laughs> I love the part it says, who daily loads. Who daily loads. It doesn't say who daily rations. Some of y'all are thinking, you're going to talk about prosperity. No, listen, listen, listen. Listen, Linda. Listen. <laughs> who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. If you're in the room today and you've never accepted Jesus, we'll take care of that in about 20 minutes. If you're in the room and you stepped away because maybe your view of God was was incorrect, we'll take care of that in just a few minutes. But I want you all to see that there are benefits that are ours and it is our birthright if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal personal Lord and Savior. All right. So, the, the, the first benefit I already mentioned is a relationship with God via Jesus. Go with me to John chapter 3, verse 16. And I love how the passion lays it out because, you know, we know what the, what the King James Version says. And so, sometimes reading a different translation of the Bible can help us get new facets and new ideas and new thoughts about it. It says this, for here is the way that God loved, say your name again. Some of y'all not paying attention. Let's do it again. For here is the way that God loved God gave his only unique son as a what? So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God wants a personal relationship with Brother Bob, Sister Georgiana. He wants a personal relationship with you. And he gave his most precious possession to purchase that. He did. He gave it. So now everyone who believes in him, I'm 16, I'm just going to read part, part of it again. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience every everlasting life. A lot of us, we can believe God for that. We can believe God, yeah, Lord, I know when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. But sometimes we forget how much of a miracle that is. That is one of the precious promises. That's one of the blessings that when I leave this earth, when I transition from this life to the next life, that I'm with him. And I'm not in the other place that we won't talk about that much. But listen to this, verse 17. God did not send his son into the world to judge it. To judge and condemn. Oh no. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world. So let me stop right there for just a moment. Because there are some believers who, one of the things that the devil tries to trick you with is, is that you believe that God is judging and condemning you because you made a mistake. 
clearly God does not want you to make mistakes and to sin, clearly. So I'm not um, saying that that's okay. What I am saying is dust yourself off, get up, and go right back again towards God. Verse 17. This is for somebody in the room. God did not send his son into the world to judge or condemn it, but to be its savior and rescue it. Sometimes when we have a lot of success in this world, we don't necessarily believe that we need to be rescued. But you do. Yes, I know. I graduated from college. I have a bachelor's degree in computer science. Had my first job right out, before I graduated, I had my first job offer. I was in Texas, moved to Atlanta. I was living life. Man, I was like, ooh, I'm going to go live in this post property. Back in the day, post properties used to be the place you wanted to live. Some of y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I was like, I'm going to move to. I, so, graduated. Um, I had just met this lovely girl. She was fine and, and sassy. And I was like, I must have her. I sure enough did. I said that. I was backslidden. Forgive me, you judges of the preachers. <laughs> so in 1998, we moved to Atlanta, and I got this great job with a company called Accenture. At the time, it was Anderson Consulting. And man, I moved to Atlanta, got this great job, moved into this post property, this one-bedroom with a sunroom. Could not afford that thing at all <laughs> because I had no idea of of FICA and SICA and all those people that take your money. <laughs> I had no idea what that was like. I was thinking that that, that that job offer that said that salary amount, I thought I was taking home all of that amount. <laughs> Please teach your children about, about, about taxes and money so they don't make that mistake that I made. Get this, this y'all please don't laugh at me that hard. I, I, I graduated, I had a great job but I still could not pay my, pay my bills because I had overextended myself with this, with this apartment. <laughs> it's not funny, but it was funny. So here I am working at Old Navy at night. So I'm, I'm, I'm working corporate job, doing well, 8 to 4.30, and then going to Old Navy 6 to 10. And everybody I'm in there wondering, why, why are you here? Bro, like why are you working in Old Navy? <laughs> I needed to be rescued all the success in the world doesn't connect me to God I must make a decision that connects me to God thank God that I walked into a building similar to this and someone taught me who I was in Christ and thank God I accepted it and began to understand that God cares about every part of me Yes, my soul's salvation, but he also cares about my relationships. He cares about how I date. Now my, she's now my wife. He cares about that. He cares about every part of your life. He doesn't want you to have lack in any area. Allow him to rescue you. Not knowing that God had called me to do this. So it was a Six years later, I was in a, um, I was in a, uh, a yearly meeting up in Detroit, and God began to unfold this new life for me in 2004. 
And I told God, no. Ain't doing that. Ain't doing my my Lord, my life is good. <laughs> Married, three at the time it was two girls. We had just had our Aaron. I told God no. That, Lord, that can't be it. You can't have call, you could not have called me to preach. No. I'm cool, God. I'm cool. You know how guys, you know how we do. No, I'm cool, God. Me and my two, us four, we straight. God will never talk to you past your last level of, of obedience. When you go back in prayer, he's, he's going to bring that same next step right in front of you. God was like, go to Bible school. No. Talk, talk to your wife about going to Bible school. No. About a year later, God was unfolding it, and my mom was here. She'll tell you. I called. I said, Mom. I'm not going to give you a lot of information, but I want you to write down for me in the letter all the things that was. My mom is, um, is the matriarch of our family. She had us in church from we were little babies. You know, the kind of church where we don't do it here, but, you know, you went to church all day. <laughs> all day, all day. You woke up in the morning, went to Sunday school, which was great. Then you came into the, the adult service. On the wood benches, okay. Do we have wood benches? I don't remember. I don't remember. All I know is it, it wasn't good to sleep on in, in the back of the... But there will be times where certain things, certain words will be said about certain children. And so I have actually asked him, write me a letter and tell me all the things that you remember that was prophesied about me or said about me. And I remember I got the letter I'm, and I was reading it and I'm crying. Because I didn't want, at the time, I didn't understand what God was trying to do. God is not trying to move you into your purpose to hurt you. I wasn't even planning to talk about this. He's trying to move you into your purpose because he has something for you. So I read it, and I go to my wife. I like, babe, I believe God is calling us to go to Raymond Bible Training Center. Thank God for, for a wife that prays. Thank God for a wife that didn't destroy the dream on first knowledge of hearing it. So there we went in the fall of 2006. But let me show you the blessing. So I was working at this company, and it turns out that they called me to, before I could tell them what I wanted to do that March. So March of 2006, I... I get called into an office, and they go, George, we're ready to promote you to manager. And I was a senior consultant, and they said, we want to promote you to manager. And God was like, tell them. <laughs> My Lord, they're about to promote me. <laughs> I'll tell them after the promotion. <laughs> One of the benefits, I'm way ahead of myself. In James 1.5, the Bible says God will give us wisdom. So God said, tell them. So they told me, hey, we're going to promote you to manager. We want you to be over this part of the business. And I was like, that's awesome. I said, I got, but I have something to tell you. In the fall, we're moving to Tulsa to go to Bible, Bible school. Here's the miracle. While they didn't promote me, they still kept me on the job working full time. 
See, I know it's common right now to work from home, but they allowed me to move to a different part of the country and work from home. So here we are. We, if you can imagine your Atlanta salary, then you move to Tulsa with that same salary. Somebody said we were living large. <laughs> I could not have done that in my own strength. I needed wisdom from God that is allowed to each and every one of us, you too, because of our relationship with him. Don't be afraid to obey God. Wow, where am I going with this? Lord, help me. Go with me to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Oh, man. Oh, perfect scripture. Thank you, Lord. You're so awesome. Hebrews 13, 5 from the Passion says, don't be obsessed with money. Interesting. But live content with what you have. For you always have God's presence. For hasn't he promised you? Say, promised me. I will never leave you. Never. I will not loosen my grip on your life. God will never loosen his grip on your life. He's always there. The question is, where are we? Praise the Lord. So one of the benefits of the blessing is he restores our relationship with him. Second one, he gives us eternal, eternal salvation. We read it earlier. That even in, in God, because of what Jesus did for us, we have a heavenly home, eternal salvation. Go, to, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 4. Next one we're going to talk about. We've already read some of, some of it in another place, but... It says, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. God promises you healing and health. He promises you part of the blessing is healing and health. Now, Lord, I heard you say that. Lord, I don't want to say that because he promises you healing and health. We also must govern what goes in to walk in and I'm guilty of that as well so I'm, that, that was why I didn't want to say it because I'm guilty and y'all can see that but still healing and health is promised to us but we got to work with God and government we'll put our mouth blessed shall be the fruit of your body the, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks and our dispensation and our translation God is, is going to make sure that your offspring is also blessed. I don't care what it looks like right now. They could be far from God. I don't care. I'm not leaving. I'm not loosening my grip on that promise. Neither should you. I don't care if God, if it has to be a deathbed confession, I don't care. The, the fruit of our bodies shall be blessed. Anybody with me? Anybody say, I'll take that. Let's go to Isaiah chapter, 50, uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, from the New King James Version. It says, y'all are listening so well. What's up, online audience? Y'all with me? Type in, I'm with you. 
I said it like that. Yes, I grew up, never mind, with you. All right. I'm sorry. I am educated. God is with you. All right. Isaiah 53, 5 says, listen to this. But he was, in the context of he, the subject is Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are. You are enough. And I will be content in every circumstance. Shira, you are enough. In one voice, say, Shira. God promises you favor. I know they're going to have verse 7 on the screen, but 6 is also very good. So I just want to read verse 6 and 7. And it says, Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Everybody say favor. Favor. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. All right, the Lord just reminded me. Remember, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, though. We're fighting against the spirit behind the flesh and blood. Y'all got it? Everybody say, I walk in favor. Somebody got to put some sauce in there. I walk in favor. (laughs) All right, y'all got it, y'all got it, y'all got it. Let's go with me to James chapter 1 as the worship team begins to prepare. James chapter 1. From the passion, I love this. I mentioned it earlier, that God, a part of the, the blessing, and this is by no means every blessing that God has promised you. There's no way I could exhaust that in a 30-minute sermon or 40-minute sermon. So it's incumbent upon you to go and research more about God, what God has promised you. But this is the one that we, a lot of us need to walk in right now because you might be living in situations or circumstances that are not expressly written in the Bible. But listen to what it says. James 1.5, Pastor says, and if anyone longs to be wise, say, that's me. That's me. If anyone longs to be wise, say, that's me. that's me. Ask God for wisdom. Yes. And he will give it. Listen to that. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you yes. over your failures. But he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Anybody take that? So here's the challenge. Will you go to God for every decision that you have to make? Or will you go to other people? He desires to be that. One more. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. New King James Version. This is new. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Five and six from the New King James Version. He wants to be your sole source of information. He wants to be your sole source of perspective. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. Trust in the Lord. Everybody say trust. Trust. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own education. And I know it can be hard. I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm reading it to you. And lean on to your own understanding. Verse 6, 
In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he just maybe will direct your path. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. As they come out, I want to remind you that God has an inheritance for you. Of course, we're talking about for those who've accepted Jesus as their personal and Savior. And if you have, we're going to take care of that. It's yours. Will you walk in it? Will you walk in it? Will you walk in it? Will you trust what the Word of God says more than what you've seen in your own life? I know Gwen's going to walk in it. She walks in it every day. She'll tell you. You talk to Gwen, she'll unload it on you. I know the Johnsons will walk in it. Will you walk in it? It's there for you. The devil can't stop you. He can only trick you into stopping yourself, walking your inheritance. All over this room, you don't have to stand, but I'll ask that you close your eyes. As we sing this blessing over you, you can respond how you want, but the Lord has promised a blessing upon you. The Lord has promised his blessing upon you. Will you receive it today? Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face towards you and give you peace. Oh, amen, amen, amen.
your family and your children and your children and your children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and your children and your children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your children may your may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with in the morning in the morning in the evening in your coming and you're going and you're
Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 833-988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.